Welcome to Story Life. This is a podcast about the ups and downs of living a creative life through the eyes of two independent filmmakers. Uh, my name is Clinton Cornwell, and I'm here with my co-host... Alan C. Gardner. This is episode 13, which we actually recorded pretty recently uh, for a change. We're, we're shuffling the deck here. We're shaking things up. In this episode, we discuss our writing process and how we each kind of uh, tackle that and, and, and approach our, our screenplay work. Yeah, I was excited to move this one up in the queue a bit because I think it's a very fundamental thing to talk about. And I think we all struggle with writing as part of our, our process and we all need to like figure out our own ways into it. So I'm hoping we can give this to the audience and they can gain a bit from it. But before we get to the episode, I wanted to let you all know that Alan and myself are creative coaches and consultants. So if you need any artistic support on any part of your process, hit us up for a 30-minute consultation. We do, you know, we do script notes, edit notes, we do individual one-on-one coaching sessions, we can help you in prep for your film, or if you're just struggling to get creatively motivated, we're here for it all. We will be kind and supportive and loving the whole way through. So hit us up up <laughs> if that sounds interesting. Yeah, we'd love to connect and, and help however we can. All right, on that note, let's uh, let's talk writing. Here we go. How's it going? Things are looking up. Mostly I just feel uh, a huge amount of guilt for not having yet promoted our podcast that much. <laughs> oh, <I'm>, dude. <laughs> it's on my mind and it's going to happen. I just, um, the the energy reserves are still fully tapped. So <laughs> I haven't had the sort of mental space to think up social media posts and stuff like that. But it is on my mind and I would like to try. I don't know how much social media posting I'm going to be doing, but I have some ideas on on promotional tactics and stuff and how we can really grow audience. That's that's what we're trying to do is just grow the audience. So no, man, I mean, I hear you. Well, first of all, yeah, don't I hope I hope the guilt over that is not the primary emotion you've been feeling lately. I hope you don't feel any I wish you didn't feel any guilt about it at all. I mean, I, I know where you're coming from just because I feel guilt about all kinds of things that I shouldn't or don't need to. But I, the way I look at it is like with everything we've got going on, you know, we're, we're doing our best. We're doing yes. our best. And right now I've just got the, you know, the regimented kind of like, okay, published on Tuesday post about it on Tuesday. So, you know, I'm not able to do a ton, but at least making sure I'm doing that each Tuesday. And we've got that too. I tag you. In the, I see the retweets, buddy. I see the retweets. I see you out there. <laughs> I'm doing a little bit, you know, um, I'm talking to people about it and stuff like that. But, you know, yeah, I think there's some yeah. room like, you know, I want to clip more, some stuff oh, so, and, and, you know, yes. you know, post to like Reddit and places like this, community type places and stuff and less like personal social media posts. But, you know, all, yes. all down the line. There's a lot more we need to do. I agree. It's just, yeah. Right now, I feel like we're doing we're doing well just to keep the regimented posting, publishing, and recording at the schedule we're doing right now. So yeah, and the, that's, the, the we got a good foundation. Goal, the most gotta, important yeah, goal yeah. is creating the content consistently and getting yeah. better at that. And then you know, secondary goal is building the audience over time. So and we've definitely uh, picked up the the pace too. Like you know, we've recorded. I mean, was the first year and a half we recorded like sixteen and. Now this is the 19th recorded in just over a year. So we're getting, yeah, a little more frequency with the recording too. Yeah. Yeah. I had I just had a really fulfilling coaching session with Liz Manichel. I feel like I'm being very useful to her. I guess uh, we haven't talked about it for a while. How are your coaching endeavors going? I Honestly, currently they're not right, really? <laughs> right now. So, but, uh, yeah, I need to, that's something I, yeah, to, to try to find more, uh, more clients. I don't have anyone currently going right now. Oh, did they, did they fall off or how did those, how did those happen? Yeah, kind of. Cause I had two that I was working with and they just kind of, yeah, they both said they were going to get back to me soon. One, the first one's basically didn't feel like he had the time he wanted to devote to it right now, but was very much so like this. He's like, I've loved these sessions. Like, I'm definitely going to get back to you, blah, blah, blah. He was definitely into it. I just feel like he started feeling, you know, his whole thing is he wanted to be able to dive in fully to creating a, a, a film and something he felt like he'd had to push back for a long time for various reasons, you know, life reasons, quote unquote, other things going on. And then I guess those things kind of like came up, certain things came up again that made him feel like he needed to push things back further so he wouldn't yeah. be able to devote to it because we were like right at the precipice where it's like okay i was helping him like lay out a clear schedule and he was all into it and gung-ho and then something happened and <laughs> then he yeah he backed off and i'm just trying to you know give him his his space and then the other one just kind of a monetary thing right now but that was more recent so yeah basically i need to do more um again like you know there's only so much to, like yeah time i have right now for this so it's kind of like, okay each week what amount of time do i have to be able to devote to this right now and uh more client outreach like more trying to get the word out there and stuff is something we as you were just talking about something we very much so 
need to do, whether it's through marketing or just just reaching out to people. Yeah, and uh, and you know, I mean, there's also like different, like building out our products and stuff is a thing in terms of yeah. just getting more specific about what we can offer and yeah. it's sort of infinite level of work. But obviously, for both of us, it's like our fifth priority or whatever with everything else in our in, going on in our lives. Yeah, we've we both have a lot going on, and I feel like I mean, this year we've really like established a lot and really like laid down a solid foundation. I mean, at the beginning of the year, like. You know, we didn't have the website. There's a lot we didn't have figured out for what, the, you know, the, I mean, you were like uh, asking me if I wanted to start the business with you like at the beginning of the year. And then now we have a clear idea of what our services are. We have done, you know, some coaching. You're doing more right now. Um, we got the podcast like up and running. So we've definitely made pretty big strides this year. So now, yeah, I think going into next year, building upon that foundation even more for sure. I mean, I have been enjoying with Liz and then I have sort of another client, but she hasn't really been dedicated with the process so much. So it's kind of tough. Yeah. My thing is like, okay, if you come to me, you want to, you know, engage with the process and do this, like, cool. And then, you know, I'll help do everything that we talk about, you know, motivate, structure, whatnot. But when it comes to like promoting it with like, like I might reach back out to that guy because it's been a little while now, like at the beginning of the year. Because uh, I don't want to be like pushy with it. Like if you're not, if you feel like you're not ready for it, then fair enough. But it is interesting because he basically wanted to put his feet to the fire and wanted that kind of structure and whatnot and to make something happen. But then he wound up kind of like backing away. Anyway, it's like, I can't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, uh, the truth is like, he got, even yeah. with coaching, a lot of these, a lot of people, I think this is something we're going to learn. A lot of people who want coaching are also going to be the type of people who aren't really capable of engaging with the process. Yes, that's, that's why true. they that's, want yeah. coaching, you know? <laughs> so it, so 10 years, like, was it 12, maybe 12, 13 years ago? You know, it was like, yeah, 10, 12, th- whatever years ago, long time ago, a buddy of mine reached out to me. He was like, I want you to be like my coach. I need to make a project happen. I, ca- I keep starting things. I can't finish them. Will you like be willing to like to coach me? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. I got the ball rolling and created like a to-do list and this, that, and the other. <laughs> and like I started them off with like a really like, you know, like an effective, but like relatively simple in terms of like time and energy required to accomplish the tasks. Right. So I wanted to like ramp them up into things, but he couldn't even accomplish the first one. Which, which just like would have been like, you know, just again, time and energy wise, like, quote unquote, the easiest thing for him to accomplish. So I was like, OK, again, like this is someone who really wants a coach to help motivate and guide. But like he can't I can't do the work. You, we can't do the work for them, obviously. So it's like we can give them all the tools and the structure. But it's like, yeah, what I talk a lot about with, you know, when I'm t- talking creativity with a lot of people, it's kind of I, I don't reference this specifically, but it's kind of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. There's so many needs you typically need addressed before you can really have space for creativity. And a lot of people mm-hmm. want to jump past all of these other needs and go straight to creativity. But it's like they haven't really addressed the other problems. Like, so, for example, like this guy you're talking about, I'm sure he wants to be creative, but it's like, is he getting enough sleep? Does he have his bills paid? Does he is he like is his stress level low enough? Can he carve out time in his life for these kinds of things? Like these are all kinds of questions mm-hmm. everybody has to answer for themselves before like as a prerequisite to being creative. And I yes, feel like a I, lot of people don't yeah. address those things first. They just expect, why aren't I creative? I must be so lazy. I must not be properly motivated. I must need a yeah. coach. And it's like, no, you just need to like feed yourself and lower your stress level and exercise, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, so, yeah, I think some of it too is like they, they want to get swept up in the, you know, the romantic idea of creativity and whatnot. And a lot of it is very, you know, romantic in nature, but they don't deal with, they want to get swept, they want to go straight to that without dealing with the realities of things or the steps that are required to like be able to get to that point. Yeah, of, it's uh, like having, it's, you know, it's like getting married or, or, you know, you're wanting to find the love of your life, but you're not loving yourself. You got to take care of the basics first. I agree. And in, ca- and in case my in case my wife ever listens to this podcast, I just want to say that marriage is a constant pleasure and <laughs> it's always smooth sailing and I am forever grateful. <clears throat> I, I, I 100% believe you, but I also, <laughs> I also have the belief that every journey has its peaks and valleys. Yeah. So, that, you know, yeah. that's all I'll say about that. You know, now that you mention it, I guess maybe it does get kind of... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe sometime. No, no, no. But yes, exactly. I, I've felt that way for a long time, too. It's something we've definitely uh, related on. It's like, yeah, you have to, like, in order to really... God, I, yeah, I went through so many relationships where the woman didn't love herself that much, where that foundation was kind of cracked. And so you can't really love someone else fully. Unless, I mean, unless you like also love and respect yourself. Otherwise, you're going to go into a situation, too, hoping that they can kind of like fix you, yeah. which is kind of a, a bad road uh, to take all around. 
to that end, really. you know, just, you know, not trying to not just be a hypocrite, trying to take my own advice here. Uh, so I finished up at TSU. Basically, classes ended the week before Thanksgiving. Oh wow! My time. That's yeah, cool. it's a weird short semester schedule. This this particular is, semester, wow. which is great. I think the romantic in me is like, oh, I'm gonna have school off, and I'm gonna be so creative. I'm gonna like finish these scripts that uh, you know I'm gonna get all the projects going on. And there has been a little bit of that. I have moved things forward a little bit over time. You know, the couple scripts that I'm working on and some of my other projects. But mostly what I've been doing is using this time to address my those lower level needs that I'm talking about. And one of the things, you know, we've talked about a bunch recently, I've been really stressed out about money. It's hard for me to be creative or whatever, or really focus on creativity when I'm really stressed out about money. And I just happen to be lucky enough to have this freelance editing gig, this documentary that I'm editing. Oh, great. I put in 50 hours on that documentary. I get paid hourly. I put in 50 hours last week on it, trying to help overcome my debt situation. I mean, also working on the documentary. I th- it, that's a really fun project process into it in and of itself i don't know i won't say really fun i mean there are some positives to it it is fulfilling it's a new thing i haven't really done that much so you know it's been a great learning experience i'm very lucky to have it but oh you know more than anything i'm just focusing on like forgiving myself on not being as creative as i maybe romantically want to be Mm -hmm. but addressing what is like a core need for me right now which is to reestablish my financial foundation so i can have a better sense of like security and safety and lower my stress level yeah (laughs) you know it's not sexy it's not as fun as i want because i'm like Oh, I have time off. Okay, work 50 hours a week, 50 plus hours a week, sitting in my closet office, you know, just working nonstop. You know, it's 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 a choice, it's a strategy. I need to I need to lower my stress level. I need to, you know, feel more secure to build a foundation for myself on which I can stand. You know, so I'm hoping over this like next 4 or 5 weeks of working this 50 hours or so a week on the documentary it'll help really dig me out of my hole and get me into a place of just overall better well-being as a result. I think what it comes down to is yeah, like understanding yourself and what you need as a person in order to thrive and be creative and be able to bring your best self to everything in your life, including your, you know, your your projects, your creative work and whatever those things are. You know what I mean? Then yeah. you got you have to take care of that stuff. But yeah, I think everyone just has to figure that out for themselves, because that's another part of it, too. There's so much like, oh, here's what other people are telling you you know, directly or indirectly what it is that they think you need, whether it's uh, a product or a hobby or an act, whatever it might be. But you kind of have to figure that out for yourself. What's going to make you feel stable, centered and, and able to contribute, you know, to your life and to your work and through everything, your relationships, everything. Yeah. And I, you know, I think we're both recent examples here of like something I think we really believe in, which is just constantly working on your craft and improving your skills in different ways. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. in an indirect way, each of us individually continuing to hustle, work on films and like being creative has led to our current work situations, these work opportunities that we have. For me, it's mm-hmm. like I'm having this consistent gig of being a DP, you know, once or twice a month on this horror future and then, you know, editing this documentary both of these things aren't necessarily like what I set out to do but it's like I needed money I needed to find opportunities and I was able to come up with these opportunities there's some luck to it for sure but more more so because I've approached my craft seriously approached honing my skills seriously approached like you know not just like being a director or being like sitting back on my couch but always just trying to improve get better and stuff and so as a result I had the skill set to be an editor of a documentary and shoot a feature yeah just even though those aren't my main goals or drives I've been able to provide for myself more as a result in this sort of magical side related way to my main thing of like making films yeah i got to talk to another class a couple weeks ago do a presentation which was you know i love doing and just talking about yeah the joy of you know finding joy in the work that you do and just the balance of like you know the pursuit of things that like that fire you up and whatnot but also like the skills and everything that you learn from those pursuits and then from engaging with those specific jobs activities what have you that you're excited about that you are actively pursuing and then like also like applying those skills to to other jobs that are within that realm as well and how like everything is an opportunity to keep learning and growing i just and just having a sense of like we've talked about this before too like i like being of service i like feeling like i'm of service whether i'm the boss or in the lowest rung on the ladder like you know because even when you're the boss you're working on something that isn't you know hopefully is in service to that you believe is in service to people it's <laughs> whoever like you know is the recipient of that product that service whatever it is that you're working on. 
So just like having that attitude and like with that comes like that sense of contribution and bringing something of yourself and your skill sets to the table and whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. I can't tell you like how sick I've been like over the years of just like listening to people be like, ugh, I'm stuck here. I hate this. Like whatever. Ugh. It's just all that. It's just so uninspiring and yeah. it's just so depleting for everyone around them. And it's like, and also just reminding people too, that they're not, you know, it's that thing of like, appreciate what you're doing while you're doing it and bring your best self to it. But also like, if it's something that you ultimately really don't want to do, do it while you like need to, but like ultimately like you're not stuck in anything. Yeah. You know, at the yeah. end of the day, like you can figure your way out of whatever, like you do something that you don't quote unquote want to do a hundred percent or whatever for as long as you need to, in order to like, anyway, you get it. Yeah. And the thing is, too, something I'm learning from this experience is, like, the bar is so low. The bar for, like, doing good work, for, for being competent, for impressing people, for showing people something. Like, the bar is so low, even in this, or maybe especially because in this field of, like, creating films and things like that. Like, you just have to be motivated and like mm -hmm. a hard worker and i you know i don't even i don't even mean the hardest worker i don't even like i don't mean like kill yourself hard work but just like somebody who's going to do the work competently yeah you will impress so many people and you will be so not even impressed you will just be so far ahead of everybody else because there's so many people like you say who feel so yeah. you know who lack the motivation who don't see the point in working hard or don't see the point in asserting themselves or, or aren't trying new things and it, i mean it's sad to me that people let themselves yeah. get stuck in that place and you know that's something that i'm hope to contribute to the world to help fix that problem a little bit but in the yeah. meantime any random person out there if you're just curious about something you got a good attitude and yep. you're motivated. Yep. That'll take you so fucking far. Yeah. Like, for example, on this documentary I'm editing, right? I've never edited a documentary before. Not not once in my life. Obviously, right. I have the education of, like, storytelling and filmmaking and things like that. I have not shot a documentary. I've not directed a documentary. I have not edited a direct documentary. But... I am motivated and I'm a hard worker and I'm trying to approach things the right way for them. And they've been so fucking happy to have me on board. Yeah. They they feel just so blessed to have me around. And I feel like I'm not even doing anything super extra mm -hmm. special to me. I'm just doing the ba the basics. I'm just not that I'm not giving them my full effort. I'm giving them effort, but I'm like yeah. just doing the basic competency stuff of people who are just trying. And they're just so appreciative. Yeah. And you know that just shows me it's just there's there's space for everybody out there who wants it or is curious about it. It's just you gotta assert yourself. It's crazy how satisfying it is when someone simply does the thing that they say they will do. Oh, God. Yes. Within the timeline that they say they will do it. Even if they don't do it perfectly. No, even if they get things th wrong yeah, about yeah. it. It yeah, doesn't yeah. even matter. Just the fact that they're they're doing what they said that they would do yeah. on the timeline. Is, oh, my God. It's insane. Yes. Like, and also, and like, well, that, it's insane, but also, like, I never even want to take that for granted. But still, it's just like, wow. Like, it feels like what a rare treat that can be <laughs> at times. Um, but and that being said, too, it's like. Or if you if you do find yourself falling behind or whatnot, communicate that. Because even that too, like that to me is pretty much as good as someone like delivering something on time. If they proactively reached out to me, like say, hey, <laughs> I know I said to have something done by this time, but it's gonna take me a couple more days or whatever it is. Sorry, like blah 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 blah. Like that to me is pretty much as good as I don't know. Speaking that's speaking for myself, but like just that communication and accountability mm -hmm. and simply doing the thing that you say you will do. It's wonderful. And this, they, I mean, this all, this all relates to creativity to artistry to filmmaking because like being accountable to yourself is a yeah. big, big part of yeah. it too i feel like as a creative person you know whether it's where we were going to talk about writing today like with writing stuff it's being accountable to yourself in terms of just like okay i'm just gonna write this much per week or this much per day yeah or this much per month and then just doing that and then if you're not able to do that talking it out with yourself okay why wasn't i able to do that how could i approach it differently how could i be better like you don't even have to do be doing good writing you don't even have to be making like magic work just having this accountability to yourself and to your own creativity will take you so far and yeah. just people can't get past themselves well that's something i've been seeing the praises of too like in the importance of like and i feel fortunate that like that i've always loved what i love and that i've always you know wanted to write and make movies and act and whatnot because like i started you know i wrote my first script when i was 14 and like so i started really learning back then like self-imposed structure no one else is waiting on this script you know what i mean <laughs> like yeah because i want to make it happen i'm gonna you know 
set deadlines and have a self-imposed structure. And on that too, like yeah. on that first one, I had my, my buddy Brad and I were working on the story together and then I wrote the script. And so like we would create deadlines together, but like then from there, like, you know, with other scripts, I just working on solo. I was just like, okay, like, yeah, if I have to get something done, like I, and no one's asking me for it, there's no externally imposed deadline. I have to create that structure for myself. And so I feel like that's, you know, that's really been a huge benefit to me. But that's, that's the only reason like any of these movies have happened that we <laughs> we made yeah. is because like, you, I mean, that's what you need. You need to learn how to cultivate that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for yourself, which um, if, if you don't mind, I I guess I'll switch gears into what we were going to have be our topic of the day sure. here, which is writing. Mm-hmm. And this is 99, this, what we're talking about right now, that is like 99% of what matters in terms of writing, <laughs> really, at the end of the day. All these other aspects of writing, like knowing story, knowing how to write good dialogue, all these other, like that stuff matters. But at the end of the day, I'd say like 99% of what separates somebody from like being a writer who's like making good work, who's growing, who's progressing, and being not a writer being one of those people who says oh, i'd love to write that that sounds amazing like i have so many ideas mm-hmm. i you know I, i've always had this novel i want to write or this screenplay i want to write poetry i want to write 99 percent of that you know it's not that you're not good enough it's not that you're not talented enough it's not that that you don't have the right skills or you're not creative enough or you don't have the right right life experiences it's just 99 percent of it is just getting over yourself and figuring out how to work with your own individual brain Mm -hmm. such that you can just consistently write yeah that's that's like that's like almost everything yeah and so like almost all of my writing practice is centered around working with my brain and consistently like improving that process of working with that with my brain and so if if i may i'll take you i'll take you through it right now how how it works for me oh you and this you is may I, you may uh this is i'm in this headspace already because i just got done teaching like essentially a screenwriting class oh, cool. for people who have never written before at, at, at tennessee state and it was pretty successful i got a lot of you know, I, I got a lot of a bunch of compliments like from the students and stuff like that. And I a few different students said, you know, I, I've never liked writing before, but oh, dude, like I've awesome. really enjoyed yeah. this class. So, you know, take with that what you will. But this is the number one foundation. This has become like my mantra. This is like the thing that I chant from with for myself. And the logic behind this is one of the things that that I'd say most people struggle with in terms of their writing is overcoming that perfectionism overcoming that sort of like hmm. oh i'm stuck i can't i'm paralyzed writing even just one sentence because like i just i need it needs to be a great sentence mm-hmm. i've got to write something really great i got to write something really creative right here and that approach that perfectionism actually is extremely damaging and harmful to your creative process and so what i've come with up with to sort of help short circuit that for me is i chant to myself let it be shit <laughs> Let it be shit. And this is like the first, this is the first like lesson (laughs) I introduced to the kids in my writing class is like, let it be shit. Like you just, whatever comes to your mind in terms of what you're trying to write, just throw it out there. Just put it down on paper and it's going to be shitty. Let it be shitty. And that is fine. That is totally, (laughs) totally fine. Because what you're doing there is you're getting something down, you're putting it down on paper and there's a certain magic to just putting it down on a paper and getting it out of your brain. Mm-hmm. And so you can't let yourself get stopped up with the perfectionism. You just have to let it be shit and put it, just get it down. Just just get it down on paper. And I chant to myself whenever I get stuck, whenever I feel myself mm-hmm. engaging in that perfectionism of like, I need to write something really good here. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let it be shit. Let it be shit. Let it be shit. And I just go, like, just, just go. Just go. So that's like the foundation of everything that I'm writing. Like every step of the process, I'm constantly having to battle with myself and overcome that perfection perfectionism and like chanting to myself, let it be shit. You know, again, and because this comes from the foundation of one of those like things that you hear about writing all the time. Writing is rewriting. Like sure. nobody, it does not exist. Anybody who tells you they do this 
in the world is lying to you. Nobody, nobody just pops out a perfect first draft. Like that is just like, oh my God, this is an amazing script. Let's make it. Like that just does not exist. And if they are making their first drafts, they're making a lot of errors. <laughs> they're making a lot of mistakes. Like good scripts, good stories, good novels, they're arrived at through tons and tons of revision. But that is like not a sexy process. That's not like a sexy narrative to tell about yourself as an artist. And so we don't talk about it as much, but the good stuff is arrived at through revision. So it doesn't matter if you write something shitty to start with, because you're going to like mold that nice, that shit into like a nice shit sculpture or however you want to, right. however you want to talk about it. Like a, <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be. You're gonna. It's gonna improve. A, it's that shit is gonna be the. the it's gonna be the fertilizer that you plant your brilliant oh seeds God. of inspiration in. Like whatever. However you want to talk about. But it's gonna. It's not your final product. You just need to get Oof. it down on paper. Is the important part. Yeah. And so, again, that's the foundation of stuff for me. Writing is rewriting, and then in terms of screenwriting, and I imagine if I wrote a novel, it'd be the same way. But I have a very like iterative process. Which this is where I've arrived at first. It's like one, you know, I'm always thinking about ideas. And so I think once you become a creative person enough, you're always just sort of thinking in terms of story all the time. Mm-hmm. And so every now and then I'll get struck with an idea. And whenever I get struck with an idea, a lot of times I'll remember them. My 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 brain holds on to ideas for a really long time. But most importantly, I open my notes app whatever notes app I'm using or if there's a piece of paper around or whatever. And I just immediately jot down every single thought that I have on that idea. Yeah. That's step one. Now, the thing about ideas is they're not really worth anything. You know, I'd say out of, I'd probably come up with 20, maybe 30 ideas for everyone that I actually pursue further than this initial jotting down of a note. And that's fine. I think that's, that's probably a pretty similar ratio for most people. But the ones that stick with me are the ones that I pursue. And so the next step is after I've done this little initial writing down of my thoughts and idea, I just continue to build upon that in the lowest pressure way possible. It's kind of like just this brainstorming phase where I just throw any thought or idea into a little note related like on that idea, give it a stupid title so I can actually think about it in a concrete way and just whatever detail about the story lines of dialogue character moments that can happen anything let it be shit and just throw it in there i don't judge it i don't think about if it's right or i don't try and plan the whole story out in my mind right now i'm just any random note i just throw it throw it in there so i'm like writing right now i'm writing a movie about sort of like i think i talked about it in the last episode but it's about a man trying to find love and how he kind of struggles in all these various romantic relationships and stuff and so you know any any random thing like random little scenes or ideas for scenes or little notes about style or notes about music, or notes about dialogue, or character things, or characters that might come in, or experiences from my life that might relate. It just all, I don't think about it. I don't judge it. It just, as soon as it pops into my head, I put it down in that note. And sometimes that's stuff that just randomly comes to me when I'm taking a shower or doing whatever, doing the dishes. Or sometimes, you know, if I really care about an idea, then I'll start setting aside 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, and really focus on the idea and just brainstorm and throw everything I can into that document. That's step two. Step three is when I get enough notes into that document, I start to sort of mold the notes a little bit. Like I start to organize them a little bit. Maybe I start to think about the structure of the film. Maybe I start to put things into like a rough order. I just organize a little bit so I can start to see the whole picture of what I have there, see if the story's kind of like coming together. And again, this this these processes might take weeks, you know, and it just depends how focused I am on, on the idea. And again, still just like let it be shit, just throwing it all in there, not sweating this organization, just going with my gut, whatever comes in my mind, first thing, put it, you know, organize it that way. So once I feel like I have enough detail and I have enough like organization uh, with this notes document, which I'd say usually for a feature film, this notes document ends up being somewhere between like, 15 and 40 pages long of just random notes roughly organized once i feel like i have enough there then i start the outlining process which for me i make extremely detailed outlines 
I call them a purpose outline. Uh, and I start transporting these notes into a purpose outline, which is a scene by scene chronological order outline of the story. And for each scene, I give it a number, a name for the scene. I write down in as much detail what happens in the scene. And then the last thing is, and this is what's called the purpose outline, is I write the purpose of the scene. I have a little breakout thing, which is like purpose. Okay, what is this scene supposed to do? Mm -hmm. Why is it in the movie? What role does it play in the structure of the film? You know, is it setting things up? Is it paying things off? Like, is this just fun for the idea? Like, what? why is this scene in here? I do that for the entire film. And, you know, this process usually is pretty, takes a while, you know, probably months usually. And for a feature film, I end up with usually like a 70 or 80 page outline, depending on how much detail I'm getting in there. And the point here, what I'm trying to do is basically when I sit down and finally write that script, I want that to be as easy as possible. Mm -hmm. I want to just be like looking at this outline and just being able to go and like really quickly write the script. And so putting every little bit of detail that I can think of into that outline as possible. And then once the outline is to a state where I feel ready, then I'll start moving over to the script. And again, outline, let it be shit. Like just throwing all the details in there. I'm not trying to mastercraft anything. And then I move, when I move to the script and I'm transferring that outline into script form, let it be shit. I just try and go. I just try and like sit down and just write and like not judge it, not think about it and try and for me, the first draft is always, it's the vomit draft. It's the really horrible draft. Like, like let me just get it down on paper. And then once I get that first draft done, it's a process of revising both the outline form if we're working on big like structural issues and then the script and kind of bouncing back and forth between those two things until I feel like it's good enough to go. And that's 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 kind of it. But the foundation there is just never let yourself get stuck. How I have learned to work with my brain is chanting myself to myself, let it be shit so I don't get stuck in that perfectionism. And even when I'm getting to the more refined versions of the script, it's like, okay, I need to change this line of dialogue. It's not let me sit here and sweat for half an hour on what the perfect line of dialogue is. It's like, okay, what is my first instinct for what an improved version of this line of dialogue will be? Okay, we're going with that. Let's move on. And and that's kind of it. And the main thing is just showing up consistently for this stuff, just trusting your gut and just writing what comes into your head and not sitting there and sweating things and trying to be perfect. And that's that, Alan. I, I know that was a very long explanation. I'm happy to break down this <laughs> in more detail. Maybe I should write a document about this somewhere. But that is my currently working writing process. You know, the nice thing is, each step of the way, if I was like doing this as a full-time job, I could probably write a feature film like this in a few weeks using this process if I really, you know, was dedicating myself to it full-time. Mm-hmm. Then the nice part is the process builds upon itself. You're iterating every time throughout the process, and each previous part of the process should make the next part of the process easier. Right. Again, I could write the rough draft of the script off of the outline in like a week. Or like I'm usually very easily and quickly able to do like 10 script pages in a few hours if I've done my outline properly. And for me, that's a very rewarding process. That's it. Questions, comments, thoughts, concerns. I know that was a lot, but I don't know how much does that align up with like your process. Very similar, except what I do is I sit down. I don't think about a thing. I just sit down. I start typing and I chant to myself. I'm like, I type a sentence. I'm like, perfect. I type another sentence. I'm like (laughs) nailing it. And then I just give myself positive affirmations. No, no, no. There's actually a lot of crossover in our approaches i don't have a mantra like you do maybe i'll work on one but no maybe I, that's the better way to do it though is like whatever whatever comes out is just gr- perfection yeah, i'm just like sentence gold don't change that and then i don't read it and i just put it out into the world i assume it's <laughs> it's crushing it no 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 i mean the core process is the same i i've definitely revised my process even more like since having kids just in terms of like, I remember we talked about this early on when, after Lyle was born, just um, the way that I organized my notes and the docs that I came up with, because, you know, bef- when I was single and didn't have kids, like I would just write for like, you know, on days when I could like write for hours and hours and hours on end, you know, and just go. And like once that train like leaves the station, I could just go, 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 go for as long as I needed to. So I had to learn how to be able to write in like uh, shorter bursts 
without feeling like I was losing that momentum. And I've always been really big into it as well, like taking like lots and lots of notes. I mean, that's something, you know, all my scripts start with like, it's a shit ton of questions. I like, I list out question after question, after question, after question. Once I kind of, and like, you know, sometimes like those questions like will lead to whatever the initial idea is. And then from there, that's everything leads to more questions, right? Cause I'm just, it's exploring, right? You're exploring the story that you're telling the characters, what it's all about, the themes, what have you, you're just kind of exploring. That's it's, you know, that's, it's a, it's a lot of fun, that exploration process. It results in all those questions lead to ideas start taking shape. Like, you know, like, cause all my scripts start with some sort of spark and in, inspiration from like some combination of my own personal feelings, like what I'm going through at the time or have gone through recently or something going on with like a loved one or what have you, or, you know, a combination of those things that's always in play. And then sometimes it's, you know, something that's going on, like an observation of something like happening in the world, whether it's like in my own you know personal sphere or the world at large, what have you. Sometimes yeah, that yeah. That's let me you let me respond to that real quick. Is like yeah, I draw a lot of inspiration from like my personal experiences, like as a starting point. Like a lot of times. Oh yeah, there's yeah, totally. a great place. Like what, okay, it's like hey, what would this character say? What is what would this character think or whatever? Like just as a starting point, let me draw from my own experiences. And I say as a starting yeah, totally. point because ideally you want to make it more complex and nuanced and like different from yourself. But that can happen over time through the revision process. Uh, but I think starting from your own experiences is a great, amazing place to start for, for sure. Yeah, because I think ultimately, like, you know, I mean, again, there's no that's another part of the beauty of writing. There's no one correct way to write. And, you know, some writers are very different. Like all my stuff. I mean, the way I look at all my stuff, it's very personal. Everything I write comes from some combination of my own personal feelings, my own observations, you know, of people, the world, what have you, and my own interests. Like in other, in, you know, and things I do in life or in genres of film, uh, certain movies, like what have you, you know, all those things come into play. So ergo, like each script is very personal because it's a big, you know, it's a reflection of, doesn't mean it's, I think some people hear personal and think like, oh, autobiography. It's like, well, no, (laughs) it's like, you know, sometimes there are like moments that were actually said in real life or that happened in real life, what whatnot, those are like woven in there sometimes, but they're all fictional stories, right? But they're all deeply personal in one way or another, usually in, in a variety of ways. Yeah, I think the way I've described it is like my my own feelings, observations, and interests are kind of like the raw materials that like my imagination scours through mm-hmm. and then selects and kind of like refines and builds with. And so yeah, it's like question after question after question, and then I start doing notes as well. Like now, I've, now I basically I have like I have a Google Docs going where it's like I have one where it's just notes where I just kind of like spit out all the questions and all the notes whatnot. Mm-hmm. I have another one called organized notes. And then I go through the notes and start copying and pasting and, and grouping the notes together um, by character or by scene, by narrative, you know, dialogue, what, what, you know, what have you, just to start organizing them. It's kind of like reigning in the chaos, right? And then yeah. you start shaping the story more and more and more. So I have my organized notes doc and then I have, uh, yeah, like my outline or treatment doc. And so I kind of go through the organized notes and then I put them in and then I start writing the the outline kind of like you do. And I, it's similar thing too, where I want to have it to where by the time I start writing the script proper, like by the time I actually start writing it in screenplay format, like, yeah, I'm looking at the outline and it's all pretty much like laid out there. Um, like, I mean, everything is really like laid out there except for basically when I'm writing the script, I'm expanding upon certain things. And adding like little nuances and I'm still like discovering things as I go. Right. But, um, the story and the beat by beat of each scene is all there. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's the, I think the way I've heard treatments described in the past, it's kind of like the campfire version of the the script where it's like, you know, this is like someone could read the treatment or outline wherever you, you know, whatever you deem to call it and, and get a clear idea of like, Oh, this is the script. This is a distilled version of the script. Right. Yeah. I mean, the note taking process by far is what takes the longest. Um, and it can yeah. take years. Yeah. Getting myself to a place where I want to write a first draft is very long, difficult, arduous. And it, I mean, it should it should be. And I mean, I think that yields better first drafts as a result that are more like structurally sound, that make more sense, that have more interesting detail yeah. and stuff. And it's just, you know, I think a part of it, too, is it's just it's sort of easier even trying to get over myself there is a preciousness to a script and there's not to an outline for me and so uh that's mm-hmm. that's kind of i see what you're saying there's kind of ni- that's kind of nice like that so uh yeah you know, i see what definitely. you're saying i've always, and not to get too much like i kind of bristle sometimes whenever i hear like a filmmaker or whatever describe the screenplay itself as like a blueprint 
I mean, that's not like, because then, like, you know, blueprints are pretty, like, uh, I guess sometimes when they say it that way, like a blueprint or something, they kind of say it more dismissively or whatnot. Because um, I'm, I'm a big advocate for <laughs> for writing writers, period. I mean, to me, the script is a very, very precious thing. That's what you're all there to bring to life and whatnot. So, but then again, I guess in architectural terms, first of all, caveat, I don't know a lot about blueprints. I know, <laughs> I know that they weren't used to build a house. But yeah, sometimes when they say it, it seems like it's more dismissive or whatnot. Or like, the script is like a jumping off point or whatnot. But yeah, I'm a big, I'm huge on, like for me, it's like in terms of like my creative endeavors, I'm a writer first and foremost. So I'm very, um, the script is a big deal to me. But yeah, but I look at like the outline is like, that's like the pretty clear blueprint for the script, I guess is the point I was getting yeah. to. Yeah. In a long roundabout way. Yeah. Where the script is like the construction itself. And then, yeah. And then you, as we all know, goes to another like magical phase, as if you will, through pre-production and production to bring it to life. And then that final phase of post-production. And to me, too, kind of like the, I think we've talked about this before. And I'm sure other people have said this before, too. But the, the edit is like the final like draft of the script yeah. in a way, except you you have the actual building blocks of the film right there, though, to work with. But that's the final draft, if you will. The final, final, final draft. I like a good structure, like, but I also like when I'm watching a movie, like I don't want to necessarily, I don't, I want to experience, the, I want to feel the structure more in like at a subconscious level, unless I'm like studying the movie and like actively looking for it. Uh, I don't like it when I'm like hit over the head with the structure, you know, it's a very delicate balance, but in hindsight, like when I go back through it, it's like, you, oh, you can see how the film was like, how it was structured. Yeah. And that's the kind of storytelling like I respond to. I mean, same like with music too. I like things that have a click, like, you know. First course, first course, what have you, like, that have like a nice like structure to them. But I also know that there are writers out there who write very effectively, who kind of do sit down and don't know what's going to happen next. And then they just kind of go. And sometimes that works out really, really well for them. So it's to each their own. But I'm big on because I respond so much to structure. And I like to kind of like, I want it to make it feel like when I have my structure, that I'm kind of like sneaking it into the movie, like smuggling it in. You know what I mean? trying to like make it more like subtle but i want to know that it's it's there mm -hmm. and so for me like i can't really do that with my scripts unless i have it all like really carefully calibrated and engineered throughout the note note taking stage and the outlining stage yeah i'm not one of those writers just like sits down and is like well we'll see what happens kind of thing but some of them are i just saw a movie that i really enjoyed that was kind of written more apparently and that kind of like well, we'll don't see believe what happens them here. don't believe them <laughs> it's a lie <laughs> I, I kind of do believe it in this sense, but um, for this particular one, where where like the writer and the director like had an idea, like had a, a certain idea, but basically like when he started writing it, then like he got to a certain point where he thought he knew it was going to go, and he decided to go a completely different way. Mm. And so I believe that because he said he wrote it just like just for fun, and then it wound up becoming. Then I'm sure like as he rewrote it, and back to your point earlier too, like you know writing is rewriting and what have you. And I've learned like as he rewrote it, I'm sure like certain things got like you know. Uh, recalibrated and whatnot, like going back through it. But yeah, you know, and that's another part of the process of like how people talk about writing, right? Like they might have been like, oh, I wrote. I wrote it in a week and, and they mean they wrote the first draft in a week. But then the, the movie yes. that actually got made was actually after that first draft, years of revisions, you know, or months and months of revisions leading up to it being totally. made, you know. Oh, um, or That's a good point, yeah. Or they may say, Oh, I wrote the first draft in a week, but I was actually outlining and doing all these other processes for yeah. months before that, yeah. you know? So that's like, all that time is writing. All of these things are writing. Writing a script yeah. is not just actually writing script pages. It's everything we've described about this process is writing. So right. anybody, you know, I don't... I, I think a lot of people put the pressure on themselves. It's like, oh, it's only writing if I produce X amount of pages a day or some shit like that. And it's like, right, right, no, right. no, that's 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 not true. That's a lie. You are you are hurting your own self because it's like impossible to write X amount of pages a day or anything like that. Even like novels get talked about that, you know, and it's like I, you know, novelists use a lot of the same processes as we're talking about here. I'd say what we're describing is the process that most people use some form of this most people who mm -hmm. write consistently um i don't have a, sure. i don't have like data way, yeah. to point to you to, to suggest that but no, like just anecdote anecdotally like most people use some form of this kind of process now there's lots of tweaks you can do it there's lots of customization you can you can approach it however it works right with oh, your totally, brain yeah. but almost everybody writes in some form similar to this this iterative many many phases sort of process and almost nobody just 
sits down to a blank page and just it flows out of them. That just does not yeah. happen. Now, except, some people might me. get an idea, write like a really, really horrible version of their idea without much preparation, like we're talking about, and that be the quote unquote their first draft. I would say those people, even who are doing something like that, have an even heavier revision process as a result. And it's just useful for them to get like pages out early and then work with it from there. No, totally. Again, the main thing that stops people from writing is like this fear or of overcoming their brain or feeling like it's too big to tackle or that they're not they're not good enough to start writing. Right. And like none of that is true. You just gotta just just start like just sit down and think about your story and what you want to write for like ten minutes, twenty minutes, and jot down some notes. Like that's writing. That's all you need to do to start writing. It's like the lowest yeah. pressure thing in the world, you know? Yeah. Because I just want people to start. Because there's a, there's a lot of fantastic, amazing, creative people out there. They are robbing the world of their amazing artistry and creativity because they're getting stuck up in these processes or they're too scared to start. So please, if you're thinking about writing, just sit down with a blank page or a blank computer document and just start jotting down whatever comes into your mind. Yes. And also with each sentence you write, just say to yourself, nailing it. Or Perfect. let it be shit. Gold. Any variation. <laughs> <laughs> or let it be shit. No, no, no. Yes, I, uh, I, I hear you. And I think what you're talking about, what's interesting too to me is like, I'm a big effort guy. Like I respond a lot to when people put in the effort and the work and the time and whatnot. So to me, when I hear the story of like, oh, he, they wrote this script in three days or whatever, like that's not a, you know, a word that you like to use a lot in these conversations. That's not like, sexy to me, to me because it's not because like i don't know like i respond it's probably really like, bad um, <laughs> because you didn't put the effort yeah in. also but I, <laughs> I i respond more to like i don't know i'm more about like putting in the work and whatnot so that's not to say that like if you do happen to write something x amount of time that it's not worthy of like whatever i'm just saying like as a narrative you know when someone's like telling the story of like oh it took me like this long to write this script like whatever like because it can take, I've worked on script for scripts for years. There's some I'm still working on. I, and I've written a lot. And for me, writing is really, really hard. It's always really, really hard. And it's really, really hard because like I apply myself to it. I put in the effort. So I'm never like coasting. Like there are moments that feel like really like, oh, like those moments of grace where you just feel like boom, 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 boom. Everything's kind of like flowing. But that's all on the back of like, you know, a lot of hard work that goes to those moments. And those moments ebb, ebb and flow. Yes. But wait, actually, you touched about something really important there, which is like a lot of my process. This is this is the fact. So a lot of the let it be shit and just let just letting it get out of your brain without judging it. To me, that's that's and for a lot of people. That's how you get into that flow state. And getting into that sure. flow state is when writing feels good and you're just able to, for me, I'll, I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll type hundreds upon hundreds of words just one after another, no, no problem, nonstop. But I have to get to that flow state first. And like that doesn't happen automatically. I have to give myself the space to just like let it, let it go, write down whatever to get to that flow state. I think flow state is really useful in that I am very productive, but also I tend to be more inspired in what as well in flow state. So sure. When I write your unauthorized biography one day, I'm going to call it flow state. Just flow a heads state. up. <laughs> flow state, the Clinton J. Cornwell saga. Well, don't you, you, <laughs> do you, do you, do you feel when you're in flow? Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But it's, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, there are moments like that that happen, but like, and also like, I'm someone who like, I like putting in the work. Like it can be very maddening. It can be very like whatever, but like, I'm just, I'm the kind of person, like, I want to do, <laughs> I want to do the work. I don't want, I'm not interested in things being quote unquote easy or whatnot. So again, that's something I try to impress upon people too. It's like, yeah. And so, you know, fear is inevitable for anyone who's being honest with themselves about pretty much anything. There's always gonna be some degree of fear, especially in tackling any kind of challenge. Like I'm always like, I've written, you know, I'm, I'm still very scared each time like, I sit down to like start working on a new script at times the fear comes and goes of course it's not like a constant state of paralysis it's scary and it's for me too it's like it's good to be scared when it comes to things that you have some conviction about when it comes to things that you are excited about that you want to engage with and to me the fear comes from the fact that you care and because you are so excited and because you are like putting yourself out there yeah in a healthy and beautiful way and so for me it's all about like embracing the fear embracing the challenge Fear is the constant excuse. I mean, for so many things in life, obviously. Yeah. Fear is inevitable, but don't allow it to be an excuse for you not accomplishing something that you really 
want to accomplish, period. Fear is an okay thing to feel. Fear is a natural part of the process, but there's a big difference between letting fear control you and letting fear guide your decisions versus like kind of saying, okay, I fear this, but let me continue to move forward anyways. And everybody's got to figure out for themselves individually how they interact with their fear and how they get past it. Totally. And it's all cyclical because it's by virtue of the fact that you are like not allowing your fears to hold you back. And that you're letting them, you know, fuel you more. Like, you have to do... The fears are there, so, like, okay, just don't let them be a hindrance. And it's easier said than done sometimes, but it really is that simple as far as, like, (laughs) an approach to life or any kind of endeavors. Um, There's always going to be some level of fear. And we've talked about this... I know we talked about this before, too, because I've said these words. Like, I'm afraid of pretty much everything, but, like, I still, like, I do all these things despite my fears because I have conviction about them. And so not letting my fears hold me back, that allows me to be... In general, a very fulfilled and very happy person. Love it. I'm with you. And I, I, I love I love the fire. I love I love passion. <laughs> and it's cool too because there is like a lot of crossover and probably more than I even realize. Like in our writing processes, again, I like a broken record. Like that's why I love talking to these classes and whatnot because I I want to. And so I'm sure you're loving. You know, you're getting a fulfillment out of teaching too because I want to. And I want to see other people like fired up and not giving themselves any outs or excuses from doing something that they really want to do that they want to at least try like, fuck, like, why not yeah. try something that you have an interest in? Yeah. And like, also like letting, like letting go of certain expectations and whatnot too. Like people get the, we can get hung up on these ideas of like, Oh, like these benchmarks are these things that uh, will make us feel validated or whatnot. You kind of have to like, let all that shit go. And again, we've, I know we've talked about this before too, like some approximation of an idea of what, you know, success is or what an accomplishment is. Yeah. Just try to let all that shit go and just, yeah. Explore, put yourself out there. All right. Cool, buddy. Yeah, this Sounds is fun, good. man. This is fun. This is invigorating. Yeah, this is good talk, man. I'm re- yeah, I'm glad we got to do this today. We'll talk more next week, man. Hope you have a great week. Sounds good, buddy. You too. All Take right. care. Talk to you yeah. soon. All right. That about wraps up episode 13. Thank you so much for checking us out. You can contact us at wearestorylife at gmail.com. Also, please check out our website, wearestorylife.com, where you'll find more information about us and what we do as coaches and consultants for fellow artists. And you'll also find links to our Patreon and social media pages. If you'd like to connect with me, uh, whether it be you know making comments, questions, suggestions for the podcast, you can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at Clinton Cornwell. And you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Vimeo at Alan C. Gardner. That's A-L-L-E-N-C-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. And on Instagram at Alan C. Gardner Movies. Also, Cold Feet is currently available on Amazon Prime, Google Play, and YouTube. And my other movies are available on several platforms, including Being Awesome, Save Yourself, and Act One on Tubi. And We Got Lucky and Bad Bad Men on Amazon. Thank you very much to our editor, Mr. Mike Jimenez, who has been such an amazing boon to this podcast. Mike, I just yes. want to say again, love you, dude. Can't believe how amazing it's been having you on as part of this team which you are very much part of the team. We could not do this without you. Thank you also to our friends and families for all their love and support. And I also want to say, Mike, that I, I love you even more than Clinton does. And I think that your <laughs> contributions have been even more amazing. <laughs> Just kidding. And uh, extra special thanks to our families and friends for all the support. Uh, that's fun. No, we love you guys. Thank you all so much for everything. Uh, we have many more episodes coming up. So please subscribe and join us next week. This has been Clinton Cornwell and Alan C. Gardner with Storyline. Bye.